This is the Read Your Bible Podcast, the daily podcast designed to help you understand and apply the scriptures. Nothing will grow your relationship with Jesus Christ more than studying the Bible for yourself. I'm your host, Drew Tankersley, and for the next few moments, I want to invite you to join me as we dive into God's Word together. We'll ask God to help us see what He wants us to see so that we can be who He wants us to be. The last words of an individual have a certain weight to them. They often reflect the priorities of their lives and the depths of their conviction regarding those things. But what if I told you that Moses, Joshua, and even Jesus have the same priorities and convictions at the end of their time here on earth? In that case, it should be hard for us to ignore the weight of those words. Words that we should heed with focus and sincerity. They are words that we learn here in Joshua 23, and on today's podcast, we'll consider them together. Look with me in verses 6 through 11 of Joshua 23. Be very strong and continue obeying all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, so that you do not turn from it to the right or left, and so that you do not associate with these nations remaining among you. Do not call on the names of their gods or make an oath to them. Do not serve them or bow in worship to them. Instead, be loyal to the Lord your God as you have been to this day. The Lord has driven out great and powerful nations before you, and no one is able to stand against you to this day. One of you routed a thousand because the Lord your God was fighting for you as he promised. So diligently watch yourselves. Love the Lord your God. In Joshua 23 and 24, Joshua is coming to the end of his life. He is at this point an old man. And this old man has fearlessly led the children of Israel to conquer the land that God had promised them. And God has been faithful in accomplishing the promise made to their ancestor Abraham. Jehovah has accomplished every purpose and fulfilled every promise. This is evidenced by Joshua's admission to the people in verse 9, that the Lord has driven out great and powerful nations before you, and no one is able to stand against you to this day. Remember, this is the same group of nomadic slaves on the run in the wilderness, who at one point in time feared that they would be like grasshoppers, But as we discovered, God sent fear throughout the land of these people, such that the only thing that they had to fear was fear itself. In one sense, they had been their own worst enemy as army after army and nation after nation fell before the God of the Israelites. In light of such faithfulness and goodness of this God who had gone before them to fight for them, Joshua now addresses the people in the twilight of his leadership. What is so interesting to me is that the clarion call that he gives them could have been mistaken for the farewell speech of his predecessor, Moses. After having poured into the life of Joshua these truths, Joshua had walked in them. And now Joshua himself is charging others to do the same. Remember back in the book of Deuteronomy? Moses implores the people to love the Lord their God, obey his words and statutes, and worship him and him alone. 
He charges them to serve and be loyal to this God, and he would go before them. This is almost word for word the speech Joshua has for these men now. It is the same dynamic with David and Solomon. Wisdom and victory and success in God's economy come from loving him exclusively and obeying him explicitly. Everything else is secondary. The most important thing is to love God, to know God, and obey God. These are the hallmarks of success. It was the charge that Moses gave to Joshua, and it was the charge that Joshua is now giving this people. He warns them not to get distracted by the other gods of the land, not to intermarry with them, or even affiliate with them, for they will distract and destroy their allegiance to the one true God, the Lord, the one who fought for them. Joshua knew, as Moses did, that when things got good for this people, their allegiance would wane. They would be enamored with the gods and the trinkets of the people around them, and that they would prostitute themselves with those things and eventually incur judgment as a result. Now, if ever there was an application for the American church, it's this. We are called to be disciples and disciple makers. Our commander-in-chief, Jesus Christ, commissions us solely in his own farewell address of sorts, though he will never leave us. He commissions us to make disciples of all nations. That is, do what I have taught you. Love the Lord your God. Remember, he had told them in Matthew 24 that this was the greatest and most important commandment. They were to love the Lord, just as Joshua charged Israel to do. Most significantly, they were, teach, they were to teach those whom they discipled to observe everything that I have commanded you. This is the same language with which Joshua char was charged in Joshua 1.8 by Moses and then turns around and begs Israel to do in chapter 23, verse 6, to love the Lord and to walk in these ways and obey his commands. Even today, the hallmark of the Christian experience is to love God, to obey his directives, and to disciple others to do the same. It's not enough to disciple them to know the word of God. It is to teach them how to obey the word of God. This is the call of Moses to Joshua. It's the call of Joshua to this people. It's the call of Jesus to the people of God today. Make disciples by loving God, obeying his word, and teaching others to do the same. We can't say we're making disciples by merely getting people to pray a prayer any more than Joshua could have told them to pledge allegiance with their lips to Jehovah. The proof of our love for God is in our obeying of his commands. It's not enough to say we love God. The children of Israel did that. It was that way back then, and it is that way now. We need to strive to teach and uphold the practices of God personally. We need to be intentional to hold one another accountable for following the words of God if we plan to achieve the great commission that our Savior has given us in his farewell address. It's not enough to just love God or to read God's word or to know about God God expects that we obey him, and when we do, 
we will find ourselves successful. So Jesus, help us to read your word, to meditate on your word, to obey your word, to raise up others to do the same. This is the biblical mandate and process of discipleship. And help it, Lord, to be the priority of our lives. Guard us against the distractions of the land that will divert our attention and prevent our affections. Help us to stay focused and to get rid of the idols in our own life that might hinder us from worshiping you as we should and tempt us to be diverted in our attention to God and his ways. In your name, amen. Thanks for joining us today for the Read Your Bible podcast. For show notes to today's episode, please visit readyourbible.info. While you're there, you can listen to past episodes as well as access a host of additional resources designed to help you grow in your faith. It's all there for you at readyourbible.info. That's readyourbible.info. For more information about South Seminole Baptist Church, just go to southseminole.com. Join us again tomorrow as together we help you learn to read your Bible.